welcome back to an episode. Are you happy, oh, Peter? No, We're I in the didn't middle say of something welcome, important. But like, you know, like there's a process. I know, I know like you love process, to live life by the seat of your pants the... and just let me fill in the gaps and take care of you. But geez, you're stepping all over me today, bud. <laughs> so sorry, Nick. Uh, we were so rudely interrupted by that intro. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's good to have, uh, I want to introduce you real quick. Um, so everybody knows Dr. Nick is Dr. Nick on IG. You've got like what, like hundred thousand followers or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Right around there. So, I mean, that's a legit influencer, oh, but you're funny to, to me when I started following you, someone shared me your profile and I was literally dying with your impersonations <laughs> of different types of dentists, man, you nailed it. If I there was such a thing that. as dental humor and a form for that, like you're, you're leading the pack <laughs> with that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> how do you guys know, how did Nick, how do you and uh, Craig know each other? It's via Instagram. <laughs> you, you, the, uh, you slid in, Craig, you like to say it, go ahead and slid into the DMs. I did. I did. I slid <laughs> and said, dude, you're so funny. Uh, your dental humor is off the charts. Come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Nick, I, you're, I, a, I you're a, pe- you're a pediatric dentist, right? Uh, not in my wildest dreams. I would never, never do that. Oh, <laughs> just make fun of them. Okay, I, 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 I make fun of them. No, I'm not. I'm not a pediatric. Okay, you know what? Like as as Craig said, hey, check him out. One of the videos I saw actually was you. I guess you were you were. It was a uh, it was a spoof on pediatric because it was kind of oh, funny. Oh, endo oral. Okay, oh, so, See, good. Slow, yeah. so good. Slow learn. <laughs> so Nick, tell me, give us your background. How how long you been out? Um, how long uh, you been out of school? Yeah, so I graduated in 2017. Um, mm. I did a year of residency because it's required in New York. Um, after I did that, then I thought I was going to be a cool Manhattan dentist. So I started working in Manhattan for two years uh, and I was commuting from Jersey and I was working at like three offices at the time. And then I just dropped Manhattan. Uh, and now I currently work at four different offices in Jersey and I'm scratch starting a practice for myself that I've been working on since, well, August. Um, so we're getting close to closing on a lease finally, uh, and we're just kind of waiting for something from the bank, but it seems like it's going to happen relatively soon. That's awesome. Tell, tell us, that's awesome. Tell, tell us a little bit about that practice you're going to build, if you don't mind. What's yeah, it, so the ops, what's it going to look like? So tw- it's going to be 2,600 square feet, uh, okay. seven operatories. Good. Um, you know, primarily what I like doing are cosmetic surgeries and stuff like that. I've, I've worked at a, a bunch of high-end offices. So like, that's the way I'm kind of trained. Um, and I'm a coist guy too. Uh, so you. I'm hoping to, to make it that sort of practice, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah. That's so I'm Nick, what I, that. what I love about this, and obviously, you know, this is, you and I have, have had not much time together now on the board, on the verge of about what, six minutes now. Um, but oh, what yeah. I like and what I've deduced from just kind of you and, and just hearing you talk is that you work at a lot of different locations, right? But you took it on yourself to, to create the brand of you, right? With your following, because you knew that would always follow you around, right? So you are in a great position for opening up your own practice. And Craig and I talk about this all the time. It's like the solo, you know, some people say like, well, I'm just an associate. What can I do? And you took mm-hmm. the other side and it's like, look, I'm going to get my learning and get the chops and learn things from people, but also create Nick the brand when I, when I mm-hmm. then go to my next steps in, in life, in my next practice. Um, so I, I love that. I love that you, uh, I love that you didn't just become complacent and like, well, one day, you know, one day when I have my own practice, I'm going to do this. And one day, you know, you said, Hey, I love it. I love it. So did I deduce that correctly? Did I deduce that? I got to give my, you did. I got to give my ex-girlfriend some credit though, because she was the one like years ago when I was in my residency, that's when I started. 
or actually no, it was like my fourth year of dental school. And she's like, Oh, have you seen Dr. Mike on Instagram? Yeah. I'm like, no, who's this guy? And she was like, why don't you try to be like the dentist version of it? You know, it's funny you say that my wife, my <laughs> wife said the same thing to me. And I try actually, it's so funny you say that I actually changed my IG profile because at first it was Peter Bolton. Right. And she was, my wife was like, my wife has like 60,000 followers. Cause she had some TV in, uh, uh, oh, yeah, cool. what am I trying to say? Reality TV shows. And so she's like, you need to do this. And so I literally what you bring this up. I changed it from <laughs> Peter Bolton to Dr. Bolton because Dr. Mike was having such a good success with it. So yeah. I was like, let me do that too. Right. You know, Hey Peter, you know what? Dr. Nick and Dr. Mike both have in common that you don't. <laughs> They actually go on their Instagram and open that shit up once a month, at least once a week. Well, I we usually use it. It's like two months later. He does not even understand. It never goes on. This is Craig. This is not true though. I mean, I used to live and breathe on it and, and like be really, you know, when I was practicing clinical, right. And creating that clinical brand and, and this, and that I was on it all the time, but it becomes so habitual almost that like literally you spend Every waking moment, you know, saying like, oh, well, who's, you know, you do a post and you spend all this time on the post and then you spend all day watching like, how many likes have I gotten and who's, who's required and who watched and who's watching me now and who's subscribed now. And and it became, because I'm an all or nothing kind of guy, it became like a little bit obsessive compulsive for me. And so I had to swing the pendulum back or I would become shitty husband, shitty dad, shitty, shitty, all these things. <laughs> so for me, Craig, it was, it was an act of necessity that I have to resist myself. I had to get Instagram off of my first page, Nick, of, of my phone because it was, it was this dopamine like yeah. habit that I would just like, whoa, I've got, I've got 30 seconds to kill at the stoplight. Let me Especially- just look at Instagram. When you're growing quick, like I'm the same way. Like if I do something, I do it hundred percent. So like when I first grew the Instagram, I was five or six days a week posting. I was liking, commenting, engaging mm-hmm. with everyone. And that's when like in the first year or two is when I went from 500 followers to 40, 50,000 in a year or two. And I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I'm just going to keep growing. And then like when I got started getting busy in practice and real life stuff. And then I got tired of like having to sit near a phone and having to post that between one and two and engagement hours are best. I said, I just got sick of that. So like now I don't really do it as much. And I just post like the funny stuff or the good content when I, when I get it. But you reached that inflection ideal. point, right? You, so I think there's a tipping point and, and you, and I'm talking oh, like, I know, cause I've never reached that. I think, I don't even know how many I have Craig. Craig will tell you how many followers I have, but you yeah, probably reached that tipping seconds. point of uh, what'd you say? Said you have 275. I don't know. You have like 15,000. 15,000, but it's all oh, because of, well, it's all because of, it's legit. all because of my wife's old uh, reality show. She's getting some of it. Yeah, it's just that you know. I guess all the the preteens that followed her were like, oh, we'll follow the husband too. So awesome. Yeah, you're 13,700. That's legit, man. Yeah, you're an influencer. Anyway, what I was saying though, Nick, is I was giving you. There's probably an inflection point. I'd like you to comment on, not me. That there's a that you know the you push the ball up the hill like you said all that potential energy you created of, of followers followers getting online doing five days mm-hmm. a week and it was like a job probably for you right part time job oh, yeah and then you and then finally you're like you got sick of it but good thing was you pushed that ball up to the top and now it kind of can roll down a little bit and you can ride some of that hard work right that that kinetic energy that potential yeah. energy you created is now yeah. kin- kinetic. I mean- Exactly. Like the, the other thing is like that I've kind of kept it alive is that I do get a lot of brand opportunities mm-hmm. via it. So like, you know, I've worked with Dense Fly, Henry Shine, Colgate, uh, Crest, uh, almost Sensodyne of tomorrow. I'm posting a new Sensodyne. I'm releasing their new toothpaste. Did they hit you up or um, do you hit them up? Or, or? They, they all hit me up. So like, that's my issue. Like, since I haven't been a practice owner, like my issue is that 
I don't really have the time to pay or I don't have the money to pay someone to take it over and do these things. Cause like when I was first growing, I was getting emails every day. Hey, do you want to partner here? And it was like, I couldn't manage comment, like responding to all the emails and figure out how much money and the times. And it was like, that's something I'll do when I have my own place, I'll pay someone to like take care of it. So like, it, it's just tough. Like you constantly have to be about it. And like, since I'm in a tough spot as an associate, I guess it's just like, I guess that's an excuse, but it's just tough to do that. No, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know if it's an excuse per se. Um, I mean, we're it saying the same it thing. It doesn't help that you have like these monster commute times. Like I follow your stories and like some of these commutes are like an hour or more. I mean, I'm, I'm getting two hours some days. Like, um, I work in one day I work in with Mount Laurel, New Jersey, which is like, it's about an hour and a half without traffic, but I live next to New York. So if I get out at five o'clock on the way back, going home, it's two, two and a half hours. Why so many practices? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So like what I found was I like, I like producing and I like working. So what I found was when I went to one office or two offices and I was there three days, maybe four for some of them, there's only like one of the, I think I've worked at 12 offices now. There was only one that actually had me booked like four days a week, jam pack. And I was like crushing it, but like all the other ones, every time I gave them more than two days, I would have like these three or four hour gaps. And I was like, why do this when I can associate a five places be packed five days a week and just run and gun. Meaning that's why I did it. The team only knows they, we only get Dr. Nick one day a week. Let's stack him up. Right. Okay. I see. I see. As opposed to like, I love it. What specific things do you do though in these practices? You said cosmetic surgery. What is that? What does that mean? What, well, what like saying? so cosmetics, like I do I do like like I have like that place in Mallor or like that that guy, he likes just doing the all on four implants. So like if he has anything with veneers or restorative stuff, I do it. I mean, I also do immediate a ton of immediate implants. So some of the offices I go to, they don't do implants. So I go, I do their immediate implants, I I take care of that for them. I'm doing their molar endos, like. I'm essentially like a sort of like a traveling specialist, to be honest with you. Because I'm super GP. Special- yeah, yeah, I'm doing all specialty work at all the offices, to be honest with you. The stuff that they don't want to do. That's, That's awesome. Great. But I'm, what so they, tri- they triage them for you. <laughs> they get them all set up and they land them on your, you. I mean, they do all the, the heavy lifting, the enrollment of it. And then all of a sudden these, they, these, they land on your schedule. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> knock it down. Sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? So you, what, that there was a practice you said, you spoke about that had you jam like three or four days a week. What happened there? Why did you wind up pivoting and going out to a different practice? He sold the dental 365. Um, okay. yeah. So I was with him for a year. What is that? An x-ray that. company? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a the DSO. I've never heard of that one. I've never heard of that either. Them. Wait, are you guys never heard of that one? No. no. Are you serious? No. So I, I mean, yes. From what I heard was <laughs> last year, it was the fastest growing DSO in the country. Oh, really? no way. I had, yeah, I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. So they're really, they started in Long Island uh, and then they started taking all the Long Island, New York practices. And then I think we, they were, well, we were going to be their second Jersey location. And this was, this was in August when I started doing my own things because I was supposed to buy into that place. He was building in his own operator, another operatory for me. No all, way. Yeah. And then all surprise, of a sudden, surprise. Yeah, all of a sudden, like it stopped being built and everything's yeah. finished except the chairs there. And I'm like, it's been like two months. What's going on? And then he just brings me into the office and we have a two week office shutdown starting the following Monday. And he brings me on on a Thursday and he goes, Nick, I sold the office. When you come back for your two week break, I won't be the owner anymore. <laughs> and he goes, the owner's oh. coming in tomorrow. He's going to talk to you. I was like, what just happened? Can you believe people conduct themselves that way? 
I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing shade on the guy. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's just I could never imagine having a conversation. Yeah, but what was like he gonna that? do, Craig? Like, so I, I, I in his it defense, from his perspective. yeah, yeah. I mean, what's well, he gonna do? Hey, Nick, I'm what? thinking about selling. This is gonna become an unstable environment in the next six months. You might want to leave, <laughs> which will totally destroy the value of my practice. Well, well listen, there's a way. That, there's a way. Well, there's a way to bring him in the fold. No, he's there's, selling. There's, you know, because he has to. Let's 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 look at the metrics of this. He didn't get paid all of his money up front. Number one, there's a holdback typically. Maybe so, so you don't know the so, deal. So so wait, so to cut you, he got a hundred percent day one. There you go, um, Craig. You don't know the deal. His practice was when I mean like production numbers. Like I was probably doing close to two million, like one and a half to two million as an associate, doing three or four days a week, because okay. like that's how good his office was. He was doing probably four million himself. So okay, like, yes. Yeah, so like, that's what I mean. Okay, how crazy let's, let's, it was, go, so that's let's go down. Let's go down. Let's put our business hats on here for a second, okay? So he got a hundred percent of his money up front. Doctor Nick, the powerhouse that's doing two million or one and a half, two million dollars a year, is gone too. What did they actually buy? So I kept in contact with everyone at the office, and we're talking about like people at this office have been there 20, 25 years, sure. and like the the treatment planning coordinator. Sure. Nothing. The treatment planning coordinator is a dentist herself in a different country. Sure. She's been there 30. So like everyone there is just like, it's a machine. Sure. Uh, I is kept he in still contact. there now? Is he still he's, there? So he's still there. But from what I heard that he had three years uh, to stay after I left in August. And then in his contract, and this is half the reason why I didn't say his contract explicitly stated he was still allowed to cherry pick any cases that he wanted from my schedule for the next 18 months. And he wasn't supposed to tell me that. And I was like, I'm done with this cherry picking stuff. Like, you're not even the owner anymore. I'm like, why am I going to stay around for you to Don't take whatever choices? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I, I kept in contact with some of the other people. And like legitimately within like the first three months, there was like six or seven employees were gone. Yeah. Uh, they were offering the hygienist crazy amounts of money to stay just because everyone's turning yeah. over. Right. The, own, the owners that cashed out, apparently, apparently he's taking all of his vacation time. He's like not really doing much. <laughs> let me ask you let's just have a conversation is this a surprise to anybody that this would happen no no so what's the, i so <laughs> i i just don't understand the business model because because the business was dr nick and dr senior is what the mm -hmm. business was dr nick one day is gone 1.5 let's call it 1.8 million gone top line revenue that is enough on a, you know, you said he's doing, probably doing four and you're doing 1.8. That's enough to put the practice probably into the, into the, into the red right there. Yeah. And then you take him out too. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like they, uh, you know, they had some tough hires right after me too. Um, some like people who were actually younger than me, who I went to dental school with and like I, and there was like a lot of issues with the turnovers. And then apparently that, so he did have a periodontist who would come in like once a week and she was great. Um, but again, she left also when, when we were done. So like she let, she was there for 10, 15 years. It was just yeah. not great. I mean, it's, unfortunately what you're describing is common. That's why I just started laughing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, God bless them yeah. all. So yeah, I've never heard of that particular DSO, but it's, it's just that that's a very common practice. Unfortunately, Peter, any yeah. thoughts on that? No. Sounds like they bought some providers, but they didn't really buy a business. But anyway. yeah, yeah, and because you don't know the economics of the deal, right? You know, if it was a hundred percent, right? Nick, we talk about this a lot. I know, I know you listen to a few of our pods, but we talk about kind of the economics of exiting and things like that. And so, typically, if if someone, if a private equity investor is going to put up a hundred percent of the money with no clawbacks, no performance clauses, the owner 
the person who says like, I just want to get the hell out of here is selling it on mm-hmm. discount, right? Because they're basically saying, I don't even trust in the future of this, of this business without me. Therefore you shouldn't either. And therefore you should buy, I'm going to sell this to you on sale because I just want to get the hell out. And so many mm-hmm. dentists unfortunately get in this predicament where it's this, it's this like, Oh, things are getting busy, busy, busy. I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. And then at the end they're so burnt out and they just don't care. There's resolve. They just surrendered and I'll take anything as long as I don't have to do this anymore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to like just getting to this comfortable pace of life where you're not burnt out, you're doing the, the dentistry you like. I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but like you see this in a lot of people, it's this, it's this pendulum. And I always do this movement where it goes from like, just this, this, you know, it's, it's womb. I'm so busy. I can't stand it. And then it's, I sold yeah, number tired and now I'm sitting on a beach. <laughs> now I'm sitting on a beach and I don't know what yeah. to do with the rest of my life. Right. Right. Well, look at, look at the advertising that the average DSO sends. I get these mailers all the time. There's one mailer. I'll leave the DSO nameless, but it's a guy, it's a doctor about my age, probably mid fifties or whatever. And he's wearing mid-60s. half of his, I'm sorry, mid seventies, right? <laughs> half of him is, is in scrubs and the other half of him is fishing. So it's basically like, do you not want to practice anymore? Great. We'll buy your business. What, what business is like, Hey, you're a pizza maker. You're amazing. You don't want to make another pizza. Oh, again? I've seen that Great. postcard. The one it's the, it's, they send it out to every dentist on the planet. Yeah. You are right. It's like, are, yeah. you want to spend more time. It's a publicly fishing? traded company, right? But, yeah. But how many people, how many people would buy a business? You're like, I just want you. You're the business owner. You're like, I hate this. I want to get the fuck out. Like I hate everything about it. I'm the best pizza maker ever, but I don't want to make another goddamn pizza ever again. I don't want to teach another guy how to make a pizza. Just give me my money and let me go. Hey, did you listen to the HR5 podcast, by the way? That no, I, did I didn't. Teresa? Yeah, well, you no. should. it's awesome. Honestly, it was really cool. From an that's your system. wheelhouse, bro. You're I the know, biohacking, I am. you know. Yeah, and honestly, the byline of our practice for a while was the oral systemic connection. Like, we dove deep. I told them on the pond, I was like, I was like a founding member of AOSH, believe it or not. I don't, I don't claim that anymore because whatever. But yes, it has been a big proponent of our practice, our hygiene program. And and the cool thing about it was is transform the, the testing. Dr. Neighbors has been like the OG of test for that forever. Tom Neighbors. And this is still, it's just made the price point where it's a no-brainer. And I think the beautiful thing about COVID, Craig, if there was one, <laughs> is that people are so used to testing and being like, do yes. I have it? Do I not? And so, so yeah. being able to go in and do a, an exam, I'm sorry, yeah, a everybody, testing everybody under a hundred dollars and then right. do diagnostic driven hygiene, as opposed to just like, Hey, let's just make you bleed a lot. And like your gums are going to be clean. Like, no. Yeah. I think you're doing better. Yeah. I think you're bleeding less. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're ble- <laughs> or did I just scale different today? Well, who yeah, knows? Exactly. But I love that it's, it's, um, dentistry is evolving to be like, you know, instead of using a bazooka gun to, to blast everything away, we're getting to become like assassins where it's like, no, actually you're just high in this bacterium, which right. let's address it through perioprotects or this medicament or this treatment or yeah. whatever it may be. It's very surgical. It's very surgical. And it, and it allows the hygienist to work, be, be better, better treatment for the patient. They don't have to crush their hands all day long. And they're doing, you know, it's just. But you also get as a patient, you get quantitative data that you're getting better. And I do agree with you. I didn't think of it that way, but they. Right. Yeah, but you also, the, the COVID thing, like everybody's familiar with the PCR test. Everybody's familiar with those little bars that light up red now. So it is true, like that the way that um, and guess the, what? Uh, test looks. Guess what, the, guess what the banter, I said this in the pod, the banter in the, in the uh, a cocktail party could be, my dentist is now testing me for this. 
right? Yeah, I had periodontal disease. My, my dentist tested me for it and they fixed it. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? I just have to go for cleanings every three weeks now. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no, my dentist tested me. What do you mean? I had a test. I had this type of bacteria. They gave me a very specific antibiotic and yeah. now it's gone. As a matter of fact, here it is on my phone. You haven't gotten yeah, this, Kathy? Yeah, I took a screenshot of it. Yeah, yeah. where are you Your going, Your dentist Kathy? doesn't do that? Where do you go to? <laughs> is it, isn't it like Afghanistan? Where are you going to the dentist? All right, look, Craig. It's crazy. I want to use I want to use Nick for his. Um, I know we could rant on this all all day because Nick, you probably what have do some you funny have stories. Do, Nick, do an impersonation. Well, I do. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I also do want to leverage him for like. Look, it's a unique skill set to be able to aggregate that kind of influence. Right, attention sure. is power. Nick has generated power, and it's obviously it's going to benefit for him for the rest of his career. Whether it's aggregating patients, whether it's getting deals with manufacturers, whether it's getting supplies for free to then lower your overhead. This will manifest in all sorts of ways to your benefit because you put in the freaking work, Nick. That being said, are there some tips and tricks you can help us mere mortals who are listening to, to <laughs> grow, right? Whether it's the practice IG, the personal doctor's IG, do you have advice mm -hmm. on having both or one? Should you have... So here's some other questions. Should you have one that's that's forward facing for dentists to show your 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 gruesome surgery cases? Should you also then have one that's forward facing only for the patients to then new patients? All the things and go. So I think in terms of what kind of account you want, that's like something you have to discover first because yep. like do you want to be someone who's like, let's say Dr. Appa, because he does the, the marketing, I guess the best via the cosmetic, but you can tell like, he doesn't have the bloody, the preps, yep. like he doesn't have any of that on his page. Cause like, personally, I would rather patients come to my page than the dentist. That, that's just me personally. You mean dentists don't give you money? <laughs> well, not yet. That's true. That's do. true. Well, I'm right. But I'm making a funny joke is that obviously other dentists don't pay the bills. And so Greg and I, we talk about this. So that's this dental porn that you see sometimes that only to aggregate other dental dentists is great. It's great for the contribution of the community. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really move the, the, the needle forward of your no, business. No, it actually moves the needle the wrong way because you get the veneer case like, hey, you, you peg, you save those down a little points, those pegs. You do that shit I found that picture. Oh, no, those, Diane. I found no, those pictures, yeah. the cat teeth you did. Those cat Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so like, th I think that's like important in the beginning to figure out that way. Like for me, what I did was like, I can be funny. So like, and I'm pretty good at doing videos and my brother helps. So like I use the funny videos to get people to my page. And when they're on the page, oh, there's some beautiful cosmetic work there. I guess this guy's not just a funny guy. It seems like he's also a pretty good dentist. Mm -hmm. like, so that, that was the way I do it. And like, yes, some of my dental videos are very dental related, dentist specific, but those things like the video I just posted the other day, I haven't posted in a month and I got 50,000 views on it. That's and like, that's without posting for a month before. So like, it's, it's bringing the people to the page and doing something unique that it's a special skill though, Nick, to be able to ideate content. And I know you know this, and, and apparently you have a lot of windshield time on your hands. So maybe that's where you think about like, oh, that would be a great topic, right? I should do something like that. Do look at Dr. Yeah. Mike did. So, but it, it still takes the creative brain to see, because I think the question I get the most from people is like, I don't know what to post, right? Like, I don't know what, I don't know what webpage to make. I don't know what Instagram posts. I don't know how to make content. How do you, how, so yeah. how do you ideate around your content? So 
A lot of it is, I, I follow a lot of dental accounts. I mean, obviously the bigger ones, uh, like iDentistry, Dentistry Meyer, the ones that repost all these old videos. So like you're constantly getting a feed of what the other videos are. Um, mm -hmm. So like if I see someone else posted something funny, you know, that kind of just gets my juices going. I can start thinking. Uh, but a lot of it, to be honest, is like when I'm driving to work in the morning for an hour, like if I think it's something funny, I literally just jot it down. And on my, like, on my notes on my phone, I literally just have video ideas and then like typically what i'll do is i'll either ask my girlfriend i'll ask my brother and be like yo do you think this would be a funny idea if we can like do it like this and they'd be like oh wait that can be funny and then like that's how we kind of get to create you know the creativity behind it um and then a lot of it is also brand wise too so like when sense and i reach out to me to work on their new product is coming out tomorrow they asked me, can you do a, like a serious video? And I was like, well, I've good stuff with my humor. So I was like, why don't we just do something funny while informative at the same time? Exactly. So like, I just, you know, exactly. You so lived like, authentically. That's that. awesome. Yeah. So that, that's how I work with all my, the brands and like, that's how it's worked pretty well. And like, to be honest with you for like most people, if they want to know how much these brands are paying, like you can get anywhere from two to $5,000 a post if you do it the right way. Oh yeah. So like, you know, it's, so it's paying for me to go there. And so typically what I do is I go film on a Sunday when I'm off. Um, so like I would just go film for eight hours on a Sunday. I film three or four more videos for companies and then I do whatever for myself and then get the hell out of there. And my brother edited. That's edits probably it. pretty fun. So is your girlfriend you? a dentist by any chance? She isn't. Okay. <laughs> was your, was your ex-girlfriend a dentist? The one that gave you no, the she, Dr. Mike idea? The one that put she, you on the she, map? She was a nurse, so she's a nurse practitioner Just now. Kidding. But <laughs> no, the reason why is because like you're running these ideas by your brother and your your girlfriend about <laughs> dental stuff. Like you know how oral surgeons are, you know how they can be. And your girlfriend's like, yeah, they, yeah, why not? That's like my brother, because like when we do these videos, like the every pediatric dentist, I have like thirty different videos there, but he doesn't know which ones are funny. Right. I was like, you got to put Mister Thirsty in there because everyone knows what Mister Thirsty yeah. is. And he was like, I didn't think that was funny. I was like, that's a dentist thing, though. No. He didn't put it in the video, and I was like, so I just had to take a snapshot of it. But like, you're right. Not all the time do they know what the hell we're talking about. I love about. your endodontist one. Though. I sent it to my endo. What, what is it? <laughs> you were like, is that the invisible rubber dam clamp or something? Yeah, like, they're just like creep, creepy guys. Like, that's why I see yeah, it. Shout out to Dr. Brew. <laughs> creepy mofo. You, stand, you, you stare inside the canal. It's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, what, when's the, when's the practice, what's the practice timeline? Talk to me about that. So practice right now. So like, yeah, I started in August. I got the lease, you know, I signed a letter of intent. I'm actually working with a consulting company. I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, ideal practice, Jamie Amos. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 I know who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got on board with him uh, in August and, you know, my financial advisors that I work with are like dental specific. They did a bunch of companies. They did a bunch of practices with them. So that's how I got hooked up with them uh, in terms of the whole thing. Now, what we're looking at is, unfortunately, the current tenant is not going to be out of the location until at latest August 1st. So June 1st, August 1st. And then obviously a six month build out after that, because I got six months free rent after to help build out. So we're probably looking February, Jan, February, March, maybe. Got it. You got your financing all over in order, order as well. Yeah. So like, unfortunately the construction costs, as you can imagine, um, are crazy. crazy high right now. Uh, and like we're in Jersey city, which is like a very up and coming, like there's new condos, buildings, you know, being built everywhere. Good. Um, so like initially it was like 650. That's how much I got for my loan. Uh, and then 104 tenant improvement. 
Um, and then we'll have to get another 50,000 from the bank. So we're looking at like, what is that? 800 around, yeah. I guess, for the, for the build out. You know, that's, uh, you know, the rich, it doesn't, it doesn't take money to make money. It takes leverage to make money. So I'm, I'm proud of you. It's a good move that you're making. So you, you haven't started construction though, correct? No, no, right. because like we just, you know, been kicking, I've been getting all the construction bids um, because like the way that I do practices work, they get three bids for everything, three bids for the equipment from three different people, from manufacturers, three different construction bids. So like, it's just a lot with all these different numbers flying around and we just had to make sure it was reasonable first. Yep. Um, just because- they Have they given you an indication time. of timeline? I mean, I was actually having a conversation in preparation for our summit. I'm actually doing a, a lecture or a track on kind of building and things. So I was getting some intel since I'm not in the process of building an office right now, when I was talking to my got my contractor who only builds dental, right? He builds, mm -hmm. um, yeah, big dental, big dental projects, and and he was, it was he was saying that literally, it's three times in some instances it's three times the amount of time it would typically take him. A six month build is taking almost a year and a half. Yep. Some of these are ground up though, Nick. So like yeah. meaning the steel yeah, steel trusses steel, and yeah. and he said if you're trying to get custom shit right now, like forget about it. He's like I would encourage all the people listening to you tell them to go get something that's stock on the shelf and then replace it mm -hmm. later down the way if you want. Right. Meaning like yep. if you're trying to get custom plumbing and custom fixtures and custom this and that, he said, basically no one went there. There's there, the workforce is so reduced on some of these big, um, big factories that mm -hmm. they're not even, they're not even looking at custom things right now. And he said, another hack would be to, um, order some of the things by yourself, meaning on Amazon. So if you find something you like, start mm -hmm. like stockpiling, like, Oh, I like these fixtures. Let me order three of these. Right. And you yeah. have a lot more control from the consumer then then it's going to deploy into the building versus trying to mm -hmm. trying to depend on um the contractor manufacturer relationship because they may not it may not be available so mm -hmm. just just a little little side tip because because i did that a lot with my my most recent build uh, when i did a ground up construction i would actually okay. i mean i had probably a hundred thousand dollars of amazon orders of stuff that i wanted that oh, i knew wow. he couldn't get Maybe yeah. not that high, but it was, you know, random things wow. that I knew I could get. Um, and it wasn't, okay. it wasn't because of backlog. I just knew that like I saw it, I liked it. I knew I wanted it. Yeah. Um, there so rather than, it. yeah. And so I got it and said, Hey, I want you guys to put this here, so to speak. And I think that really sped things along. So food right. for thought on that, you know, no, um, definitely. from a timeline yeah, because um, time, time is money and you're going to be taking interest on that loan. Right. Oh yeah. And guess what? <laughs> Your bank doesn't give a shit about supply chain delays. <laughs> It's good for them. It's actually very good for them. Yes. Yeah, so they're telling me for construction now, it's nine to 12 weeks. Um, and obviously with me not moving into nine, nine to 12 weeks, nine to 12 weeks for the build out for mine. That's the, that's wow. all I, okay. so you must be yeah, doing I mean, an interior remodeling, right? You're, you're interior basically just an interior. It's okay, so, yeah. so where I'm looking to build in, I'm in a huge brand new apartment. It's like the, it's called cast iron loss. Um, it's a really big brand new building. So I'm taking a UF, old UFC gym, hopefully <laughs> taking the UFC gym and then obviously just gutting out the inside of it. Cause I can't really do anything on the outside. So that's why nine to 12 weeks they were saying. Hmm. Got yeah. it. Why you gonna, tell you me, tell me the logic with, I mean, is that pretty common in New York going inside, uh, on the bottom of a residential? Yes. So like, you know, it's really hard to find space, obviously in like Jersey city and Hoboken because they're very popular places. Like most of these places will start at in Hoboken, $45 a square foot to a hundred dollars a square foot. Like those are all the places I looked at. Base rent like too, right? Base rent. That's insane. So like, 
for a startup, imagine $45 a square foot at 2,600 square feet. Like uh, yeah. that is, so like luckily the place that I found was only, thir- was only $30 a square foot um, because it's considered in a developmental zone where there's all brand new condo buildings, mm-hmm. brand new parks. So it's like a good location for it. And that's why I had to jump on this one like really fast. Are they giving tenant improvement allowance right now? Or are they just saying take yeah, it? Yeah, 104 I'm getting. Oh, that's good. So that, that, that's but you probably good. signed a, a ten-year lease. I'm guessing, right? Seven years. It's gonna be a ten-year ten year lease. I, we yeah. didn't sign it yet. That the lawyers are reviewing it right now. How many options do you have? Just out of curiosity. Uh, two five-year uh, good options. You. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Good. I always tell people the if base. The base rent is for the benefit of the <clears throat> the landlord, and the, and the options are to your benefit. So the more options you can okay. get, that you know, because you obviously don't have to exercise them, but it's a good thing yeah. to have. So, um, good for and you. Is your interest rate fixed? Do you have a construction or permanent type of situation? Or? So you mean from, from the from the bank? Yep. Yeah, for the bank, yeah. Yeah, so I actually, I wish I signed my Bank of America one. They gave me a 299. Like, Shit, uh, I would have told you to sign that like forever, borrow as much as possible. <laughs> actually, know, if you listen then, to the last like year of podcasts, we're like, borrow money, borrow as much as they'll give you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and so like I had it at 299, I signed the whatever. And then like last week they messaged me like it's 399 now. I was like, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> like I would have took out the money or something. No, they won't tell you. They won't no, tell they, you. Just, they just hyped it. So like now I'm waiting for another one. So who knows? It's 399, does, uh, I guess. Does, or... does your consulting company handle your banking relationships? The... So what they, they just connect. They're essentially okay. a Rolodex. They give you the names to contact and you're doing most of the stuff. But for the, just... for the review of that, they didn't tell you like, you better sign this and take as much as they'll possibly give you. So, uh, so th- they'll tell you that. I mean, in the beginning, they tell you this is how much you're going to need for construction, for equipment. And they, they give me like a budget. So like I have an Excel sheet with like 10 of the budgets in for everything. So I know like, hey, they put out 150 for equipment, you know, and then we just kind of move money around the way. So like they did guide me through that and filling out the, the correct things. So definitely. Craig, I, I well, think that's listen, dangerous. Listen, 399, 399 is great still. It's I mean, still it's great. Awesome. Well, guess yeah, what? It's, awesome it's great it, given that today, you know, as a recording, you know, 30-year money, 30-year mortgage for a house is, is 6.7%. So it is, um, that is still quote unquote cheap money, Nick. And look, and you're yeah, putting sure it in the confines of your business, which is always, always tax deductible, you know, yeah, versus, so you're versus be paying. a home loan, which is, you know, it starts to phase out, right? There's a, there's a, um, there's a limit that you can, that you can have from your deductibility of your home, your primary home. So this mm-hmm. is a, a good thing and you're doing the, you're doing the right thing. You're going to be successful this, whatever interest rate it, 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 it happens. Yeah, I can just, just feel it. So, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> my first loans were at six and a half, seven percent. Yeah, but day, that's because so. you were. That's because you got started with the era of Jimmy Carter, and things were super high. Right, right. It was <laughs> terrible. When I built my first practice in nineteen twenty, Nick, it was really hard. Really, how many do you have? How many do you have now? Uh, well, no, just my my my. I'm saying my location. I just have one. Oh, I thought you had I multiple w- for some. No, reason. I have one large location. Peter has okay. several um, large okay. locations. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Craig, when you got started, those rotary, those, those belt driven hand pieces were so expensive. Yeah. No, actually we had an egg beater hand piece. <laughs> <to> crank it <laughs> really fast. It's just a crank. It. Yeah. Um, fires. So what do you, just out of curiosity, I know you, we brought you on, you know, because you have such a prowess online and, 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 um, but like, what are your concerns as a practice owner? Like what's in your, in the head of Nick right now? What are your concerns as you're entering this next phase of life, right? Like with taking on debt and risk and like 
do you know, I'm probably, you're probably thinking like we did back in the day, like, do I have the chops to do this shit by myself? You know, uh, maybe you don't, yeah. maybe you do. I don't know. But like, what's in it's, your head right starting. now? Yeah. Okay. So like I was in a really good like headspace for a while. And then like, I'm kind of like, if I don't like the practice, like I just leave, like I'll, I won't work there. You know, right. if I don't think they're doing the right thing. So like, I have a very strong personality. So even when I start at new places, if they don't have like the correct stuff or there's something I don't like about it. And it's like, at some point to me, it was just like, I have to do my own place because like, you're not seeing eye to eye with anyone in any of these places. And like, I even, you know, the place I left in Jersey city, I got offered partnership there too. And he's a great guy, brand new office. It's really nice, but it's just like, I have to do it myself. Like that's, that's well, how. Tell me why I want to get into your head about the Jersey city guy. Why, why, why didn't you want to partner in there or, or let's go, let's this is too, it's too fresh. Why did you want to partner with the guy that sold to uh, Acme DSO? Why did you want to partner there? So he was doing a lot of the cases that like I wanted to be doing all the time. Like he was doing like, he was, um, he was good buddies with Larry Rosenthal. He like was around the same, graduated around the same time with him. You know, he was doing all the, the comprehensive veneer cases, full arches, like crazy. Yeah. So like I was learning a lot from him because he was essentially giving me the Larry Rosenthal treatment every single day. I was watching what he was doing chair side. Um, and I, they had me fully jam packed, good fees, good reimbursements. They knew what they were doing. So like, that's why I liked that place because it was comfortable. The assistants, very highly trained, you know, they were the best of the best assistants, just everyone there was a family environment. Also, I mean, that that was the good thing about it. You felt like there's a family when you were working there. Um, and like, that's why I knew like, I thought that was a new place. And not only that, I was from the town that it was in. So like, it just made sense. All yeah. my family members can come there, my high school people, anyone I knew could come there. And it was unfortunate that it just kicked out. But you know, it just had seemed to have everything at the time. Well, you might have a chance to make that your location number two in the future (laughs) with the the way things are going. (laughs) You may get it for pennies on the dollar. You might get it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, they were, um, those that DSO, they were really aggressive with me too. They were, you know, they were like, we'll build you practice anywhere you want in Jersey. You know, we'll make you a partner of the DSO. And I was like, oh, can we get this on paper? And they were like, why don't you just work for us as an associate for a little bit? We'll get that paperwork together. Ooh, yeah. yeah, because like, we're going to flip to another private equity and then yeah. you can get that shit on paper with the next guy. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. It's hot potato. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. <laughs> So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so what's on what's heavy on your head right yeah, now? Yeah, what else what are your we, concerns? What are your concerns uh, about going Well, like now it's just like the concerns is just like are patients going to come in? You know what I mean? Like I, I mean that's the thing that's making me nervous now. The construction costs, I'm in Jersey City. It's not like I'm just going to a random town. Like there's there's so much competition in that area that like not many dentists open up their own places around these, especially as startups. It's usually they go in with someone or they're an older dentist and this is their like this is their final practice that they're making their beautiful retirement one. So like, that's what I'm really just concerned about is like paying the bills, getting the patients in, in the, uh, you know, in the door. Did and that's the why, site like, selection make you choose this or did you choose it based on the availability? Meaning. So did, the dem- yeah, go ahead. We did that. We did demos okay. uh, for the area. And okay. I think this location was like 2,400 to one or okay. something. So it was a, right. what they were looking for is like this 2001 is what the, what they were recommending. Okay. I don't know your thoughts on that. I think that's a little anemic, but I mean, meaning a little bit okay. too fierce. I, I personally 
Look, you are not, but they're factoring in yeah, my caveat to that. Say. They are factoring in all dentists in that think, population, yeah. which you you are already like top of the top. So like, yeah, that's, some of those a, metrics you can't pay attention to. Yeah, think about your dental school and picture the yeah. random people in your dental school. They need a different demographic than you do. You're, you're already, you're, you're not, you're not a normal guy. You're, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have risen to where you are. All the things that make I you successful, that. you're bringing this to the new environment. I, yeah. I mean, I'm like the same guys as Acme DSO. I'd be like, hey, listen, I'd invest in a heartbeat. <laughs> I saw you on Instagram, what you do, your cases are beautiful. You know, you're, yeah, you're a charismatic you. guy. You're going to do Appreciate well, no matter that. what. And this is normal, by the way, when I built a 13,000 square foot dental office, when I moved in, I sat in my office crying, Jeez. like, what the fuck did I do? Like, this is crazy. I had a yeah. mortgage payment that was due like $45,000. I'm oh, like, geez. what was I thinking? So did you have, um, do you have family members in dentistry? Like your parents yeah. in? See, yeah. Like my, so my, I'm my a parents third... didn't even go to college. It's like, that's I'm, even, I'm, yeah. I'm the first one. <laughs> so it's, it's even better. Like generation it's better. Same here, Nick. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So going back to the, the 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 ratio of population to dentists, you know, I think it's fine. Probably in that area where you're more you're more densely populated, you know, that's probably mm-hmm. going to be where you're going to be. I personally like it to be north of four thousand. Um, but again, okay. it's different in yeah, Georgia. He, it's different that, in Florida. That would put him at different. I location. understand, Craig. I'm just I'm coming. I'm taking this as a as a broadcasting teaching method for other people hearing it, saying, "Oh, that's a good that's a good number to kind of look at." Um, okay. But it doesn't matter for your intents and purposes, like Craig said. Like, look at your dental yeah. school class. Do Do you think that you were a standout in that? And the answer is put, yes. Put, put, put and Nick so you're going to be a standout. Where it's, Put, put Nick in Fayetteville, Arkansas, with 6,000 one. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? That doctor <laughs> over there. I don't understand that. that. New it's York. It's funny because, like, I work, one of the offices I work at is a periodontist office, and they accept, like, half Medicaid. So, like, some of the times I'm going in there and I'm doing, like, Medicaid crowns and then, like, fee-for-service crowns right next to each other. And they're like, they give me 20 minutes to do, like, two, three crown preps. And I'm like, how can people practice? Like, this is insane. And it's just my vibe of me being in that Medicaid office. They only have one air water syringe in the operatory, too, which is, like, wild to me. And it's on the assistant side. But, like, my, as you guys can see, like, my energy in those type of places is, like, don't, don't go very well. Well, you just have to have, like, a like a really long tube, like a 12-foot tube. And it could be no, <laughs> just roll it up or it's put it, like, in the retract your things with them in the garages all the arrows <laughs> it's crazy oh, man i mean people don't have visions for their dental practice they you know it's literally like they don't stand for anything to have medicaid i mean i'm not trying to pick on the guy but like it's hard to have medicaid and fee for service in the same office at the same time yeah. like i've been in offices like i've been in doctor's offices like people having a picnic like a family of four like brought in food and they're eating in the de- in the in the waiting room and i'm like what what kind of vibe what's going on here it's hard <laughs> nick so, yeah, do you I mean, do you primarily focus on instagram yeah um you know i try i don't know do you guys do tiktok that much you- I, I, we do by proxy like i have a bit or had a videographer um who was just kind of a okay. tiktok pro and so he got us tons of views on that um he's since moved on to 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 bigger 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 things which is fine which is cool but yeah. um so yes via we were doing it but not uh i wouldn't say i had the, the skill set of uh of tiktok Would but you so my always thing that like I was concerned with TikTok, TikTok is a very young, young. demographic. Yep. From, exactly. So like how many 12 year olds are going to her mom? I want veneers. And then like, they're like, to me, Instagram, Facebook still has a little bit of the older crowd that can afford these types of things. Yep. So like, that's why I always sided towards Instagram. 
And like TikTok, I just don't like some of the content. Like a lot of it is just like lip syncing over a, a, a viral song or something like that. So like, that's why I just never was really into that. Yeah, I think, look, I think the, the tide is changing. I think they're grabbing more and more market share. I think more of the, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, the people who have the money are going to be maybe shifting towards TikTok. But, you know, but you're yeah. right. Like, you know, it's almost like you can use the database of the people you already have in your practice, meaning find your your ideal patient who's kind of the avatar and then like, yeah. hey, hey, Kathy, you know, you got a lot of money. You've done well in life. You got a lot of rich friends. You know, like this is the kind of treatment. Like, what do you think of TikTok? You know, okay. if she's, if she's yeah. like, Oh, none of my friends use that shit. You know, like that's for kids. Well, her like, daughter might. Use then it. you know, yeah. But 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 to to Nick's point, right? It's it's then you kind of know. But all of a sudden, you start seeing the trend, and I think it's I think as Dennis, it behooves us. The more you can kind of be on the verge, you know, on the front end, the bleeding edge of some of these things, you you can win, right? Mm-hmm. You can win in, in marketing, and you can you can have cheap CPM. You know, the cost per thousand views per second can be extra extra low. Because it's based on the competition. That's why, like, for instance, AdWords is so expensive. The clicks on AdWords and Google AdWords, it's not called AdWords anymore. It's just called Google Ads. But the clicks for, quote, unquote, just dentists in your area might be $30 if someone clicks on your ad. That's because mm-hmm. it's supply and demand. There are so many dentists who have been, who have been you know, influenced to advertise on that platform because it's quick and easy. You yeah, get an ad up. You're competing in a very competitive Very competitive space. space. Yeah. Versus, I mean, listen. You've got the you've got videography. You're comfortable on camera. That's your that's your special sauce right, right there. Right, right. So yeah, the chop of a 15 second pre roll on YouTube is going to be I the know. most. You don't do YouTube, Nick. So my plan was once um, the practice was 100. percent I signed a lease and I can start building a YouTube yeah. for the office because like my issue now is I can't tag an office in this. I can't uh, have like a look. Where am I sending a patient from YouTube right now? You know, that's that's my. That was my tough thing. So like my plan was to hit TikTok and YouTube hard. Like once I get this practice location, because right now I'm not even allowed to film in my other offices because they won't yeah. let me. Yeah. <laughs> They're why like, you, you do, can't film here. Nick, I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm just spitballing, just spitballing here. But why don't you have a day of virtual consults? So you don't, you know, where you actually take, you know, inbound these people like, Hey, interested mm-hmm. in veneers. I want to, you know, to get to the process and do a video, put it on your IG, put it on YouTube, whatever. And then literally have them just go to your website, your own URL, book them mm-hmm. for consoles and be like, okay, you live near Jersey city. Great. Well, in two weeks I'll be there. Or, you know, you live near this location, Hoboken, whatever it is and book them there and actually book okay. them in through your own virtual consults. Cause you're, you're conflating the idea that you need the consult visit mm-hmm. to be at a physical space. You don't need it. You can okay. consult with them anywhere like you're doing with us right now. It's just yeah, the there's good softwares. Like I use one called SmileSnap and it's good. I mean, it's a great virtual okay. one. There's a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of tire kickers that you get. You know, a lot of people submitting that aren't necessarily serious about getting it. But, but, you, you but honestly, look, hours of time I was just car. about to say that, Craig. You have so <laughs> you can actually do it in the car and you can look at their pictures and be like, hey. Call car console. And you send back a video that says, hey, Kathy, looked at your pictures. I looked at your, yeah, car consults with Nick. Like, you know, like a, yeah, a yeah, cool yeah, brand. Yeah. With Nick. And then record him can i use this and that'd be so funny like uh well you don't find any veneers you know you're missing your front tooth that's okay you have a space no the judgment. size of a tooth in there you can, we can't right. actually do veneers because you'd yeah, need I, three I, central incisors <laughs> it's like i used to do that with invisalign who would come in for invisalign i'd like to we always take a panel when they come in and like so yeah so i'm here for invisalign like when's your last dental visit like well i've never had one i'm 45 and you look at their teeth and you're like there's no bone literally like built-in shock absorber as they bite down they flex out you know <laughs> just like literally moving their videos variable uh, i think that but look i mean all it, all jokes aside i think that's a great thing for you to leverage some of the time as you're 
the day to start building your practice, to, I think what Craig is saying is not when you open your doors, right? Also, yeah. don't make the mistake, which I think so, so many dental practices do. If don't, like, don't take people weekly through your construction zone. No one gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> no one does. No. Right, and and honestly, like no one wants to see no, how the sausage is built anyway. Shit. You did, that. you yeah. Craig. You that. do because you're the dentist who's interested, right? Like the doctor <laughs> O thing you just sent me today. But like at the end of the day, you get one chance to make a first impression, and I think people should see. And look, have I ever done the construction picture? Yes, but now, like I just see that people people you're not making an impact with them because you can't actually serve them. Meaning you're creating the demand. But then you're not able to create, you're not able to fulfill that demand because you don't have a facility. So show them the wow when you're done, in my opinion. Okay. But yeah, use that, that time to leverage your IG and, and being a, an influencer. Also, have uh, spend the money once you get your plans done to put it into uh, robust 3D mod, uh, imaging software so that you can have actual images and put like, them on IG, like realistic, like Revit, Revit type software. Yeah. We can actually model okay. it. It'll cost you a yeah. little bit of money. They can they outsource that stuff to Brazil and other, you know, to, to okay. Western Europe. But it yeah. makes it look so real. Like I had that of my office and I built my office so long ago. There's better software now. But you can mm-hmm. literally look inside the office. You'll have awesome pictures. People won't know if it's real or not. Yeah, that would be a better okay. tour going through and to talk about the vision cool. of what you're going to do in those spaces. I like where you're going. Yeah. Versus like, hey, there's a, this is a two by four room with cement. In here is where we're going to be doing consultations in my, in my veneer cases. Like no one gives a shit. Okay. Do not show them that no. in my opinion. But, okay. but Craig, you're right. Show the vision and the pretty pop. Uh, the, the visualization of, okay. of what you're going to be doing, right? Because people can yeah. dream, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be beautiful, right? Versus yeah, like, yeah, it's two by fours. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, cool. This is awesome, yeah, dude. Sense. It's good to get to know you. And I, and I, um, I, um, I'm glad you're going through this process. I'm glad you're jumping out and, um, and starting on this journey. You know, I know it's scary, but it's, uh, you, you know, Craig, would you, would you bet on, on Dr. Nick at this point? If you, Shit, yeah, of course. You know, your- I, listen, I'm, I'm the guy that's always kind of uh, pumping the brakes for people, but, but listening to your why of why you wanted to buy, mm-hmm. why you wanted to do your own thing, it's compelling. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't make the money I want to make or I want to, it's, it's, it's actually, you have a unique way of viewing your profession, a unique way of viewing your practice and needs mm-hmm. to be right for you. And, you know, and I, I can hear that in your voice. Many people don't have that. So you have to, you can't let that die uh, on the vine. You have to take action on it. But I also encourage you, like Peter gave you some advice. Don't say that since you don't have your own practice, you can't do things. There's so many things you can do. Like mm-hmm. even if it's just building the, you know, the, the vibe for it or building the demand for it or those virtual consults and sending them to patients. I mean, sending them to okay. the patients. I yeah. would love as, as an owner, a lot of my doctors are in, influencer on Instagram. They're bringing their mm-hmm. own patients. It's freaking awesome. And maybe mm-hmm. even negotiate a, a different rate, by the way, tell your existing doctors that you're working with say hey i'm going to be spending some significant money promoting myself if mm-hmm. i bring these patients completely out of your office to these cosmetic cases can mm-hmm. i get a blank fee increase on those why not nick yeah, no, i actually i actually do have a higher percent at all my offices for, for that for, for that nick do yeah, you have a ton of windows so. in this new building i'm guessing that's why yeah okay. i like i like open space big windows the eight, second you sign this is the least signed i didn't hear that part not, not, not okay. quite yet. The maybe second you signed it, maybe. make 
the most beautiful window vinyls you've ever seen, right? As opposed yes. to having paper on the windows where people are like, oh, it's construction zone. Have you okay. in your face, you're a good looking guy, people, you know, you're a personality, your Instagram, like Dr. Nick is coming, you know, soon yeah. kind of thing. Like you leverage the shit out of the, at that window cool. space, right? Yeah, and that'd be great. Sure. And blo- be it'll, obviously it blocks the construction is the point. Yeah. And then you, you're going to pull it off when you're done. But like, you're building this, you're building you this put hype. A monitor in the window. You can put a multimedia display in the, mo- in the window. Why not? Just, oh yeah. Just box it in. That's a good idea. That's a yeah, great idea. But I do great, like the yeah. idea of spending the money and make the, make the uh, 3d renderings and make them realistic as hell. You can actually put yourself off in them. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've taken nice. a lot of your time. Wait, Nick, I, one we last question. One last question. Uh, Cause yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to yeah. finish on why we brought you on as the influencer, right? <laughs> if, if, do you have any advice to someone, let's say there's a doctor or someone listening, regardless of age, regardless of where they live in the United States, do you have any advice on getting started? You know, let's say someone has the grand visions of doing what you've done, or I mean, do you have any advice, any, anywhere place to get started? Like what advice would I you mean, give someone listening? My advice is like follow first, follow accounts that you want to be like, okay. Okay. Because like by seeing those every single day that like gets your mindset, Oh wow, this guy's posting six days a week and I'm posting zero. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's what first got me motivated uh, to be honest with you. Uh, and then it's just, again, it's just getting the content out there. Like you just like, it sucks is like not every content's going to be perfect, but like I, what, when I was successful in the beginning, I was planning my posts out like a month in advance. And I was wow. like saying, these are my five. Yeah. And it was like these five this week, these six this week, this four this week. And I'd film all my videos on one day. And like, that's usually what I do. Like, I don't just film it randomly. Like, you know, I do one day. I'm like, we're getting 20 videos this mm-hmm. day. And then you have it, you can use it for two or three months instead of just waiting for the time to do it. Oh, I'll do it in between patients. That's hard to do. That is hard. And it never, it never happens. So that's really genius. A film day, be, be very like, you know, aggregate the things you want to film and then do a film day on your off day. Right. Yep. That's, yep. that's and, really, really good advice. And get a, uh, get a, take photos of all your before and after cases and just keep a Dropbox with them. And that's what I do. And then whenever I can post a case, I, I just go on my Dropbox and post it, you know, <laughs> on Instagram. That's it. That's good. That's yeah. good advice. Craig, anything else? Yeah, Nick, I think you're, you're going to do amazing. I know you're going to do amazing, but um, I also want to just thank you because I think accounts like yours and what you stand for and what you do are just not only good for you personally, but good for dentistry. And there's a lot of people that are looking at you and saying, if that guy can do it, you know, maybe I should consider going into yeah. dentistry or changing what I'm doing. And I think it's inspirational. And um, I love that fact that you use like humor as kind of like the Trojan horse to get people into your website, <laughs> into your Instagram and then show them this amazing <laughs> before and after so it's not like you're not a silly guy you're, yeah. you're using humor but you're also yeah. skillful and lord it's really knows well done. dentistry needs some more humor so i love i love yeah. what you're doing i love it awesome. i appreciate that guys i thank you very much and obviously i you know i look look forward look forward to watching you guys stuff all the time and you know you guys have been doing done a great job with the profession also but anyway buddy it's good to, thanks for spending time with us i know you got you got a hard stop here and i appreciate your time and uh yeah hope to connect in person one day yeah, absolutely. And thanks again, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on too. Right. This was great. All right, buddy. Congratulations. Keep up the great work, buddy. All right, All right guys. I'll see, see you. Buddy.